Losing Weight to Gain Control. Today's topic, Losing Weight on a Very Tight Budget. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. This is Gwen Alexander, your host. I'm also known as Coach Gwen. And if this is your first episode listening, you'll know why after you listen to the whole podcast. Now I'm actually recording this on a Sunday, Sunday morning actually. Usually I record, try to record during the week, but my week's been kind of crazy so I decided to uh, do it Sunday because Friday is usually the date I try to put it out. But I might start going to Mondays just because of the way my schedule is. Still trying to figure that one out. But you can either either be on a Friday or a Monday if you do subscribe that the new podcast should be showing up in your uh, news feed. And uh, one of the reasons why I've been kind of busy is it just feels like the last few weeks my life has gone from zero to 60 miles an hour. And one of the things I do besides podcasting is I also play piano. I actually have a degree in piano performance. And I'm actually playing in a production of a play that our local community college is doing. And we started, I had to be at the rehearsal starting the middle of last week. But I've been spending my time trying to get the music together. It's, It's based on a baseball game. So I'm the baseball organist. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see it. So that's what I've been doing. And um, that's part of the reason why I didn't get my recording done during the week is because I had rehearsals really late. And I almost forgot what that was like since I haven't done something like this since college. So that's what what I've been doing lately. And also, I want to tell you, since I am recording this on a Sunday morning, I'm recording this in a non-soundproof room. So you may hear cars going by. You might hear the birds chirping or uh, it seems like the locusts are coming out. Just consider it a bonus. And sometimes I used to love to listen to podcasts that had like the the sounds in the back. It wasn't just all you know them talking. So I hope that doesn't bother you. If you know, I like I said, I like to have those sometimes, but I usually try to keep it as quiet as possible. And I've also been busy with. I had a wedding to play for this past Saturday. Uh, two of my friends got married and I usually I don't play for weddings much anymore it's just something I don't want to do anymore but uh, since they asked I went ahead and did it so I was uh, trying to get together for that a little bit and then of course we have the rehearsal before so that's another thing I was doing and then another thing that I was doing is trying to figure out for today's podcast because I like to try and do topics that I know that you need help with and recently I sent out an email to the people on my email list asking them, what is it you need help with? Because I know the things I went through with the weight loss that I needed help with. And I try to listen to what other people are saying because everybody's different. But it's funny, the more I listen to people and the questions I get, it's the same basic questions all the time. And that's one of the things since I wrote my book last the end of last year called Losing Weight to Gain Control. Loving Your Weight Maintenance Journey, just like the name of the podcast, and it's available on Amazon, which you can go purchase the ebook or a print print book version of it. That's where a lot of the questions have come from, from people, I think, because most of what I covered in there, it's not, it's, it's a short read. It's something you can read and 
pretty much do whatever it says. So what a lot of what I'm going to talk to you about today is just simple things you can do. I always get asked, how do I start? Okay, one of the questions I always get asked is, how do you do it? How did you do it? How did you lose the 70 pounds? What did you eat? What kind of exercise did you do? Those are the main questions because everybody's looking for that magic bullet. You know, what is it that you did that I can do to get the same results? Well, you might not like the same foods I like. You definitely probably won't like some of the exercises I do, especially if you're just starting. They might be a little difficult to do what I'm doing now. But today's episode is going to be a little bit of what you would call a mashup. I mean, it's the same things that I've been saying. Um, I had my guest, uh, Jasper Brown, on not too long ago, and it's the same thing that he's saying. And my, one of my future guests that I'm hoping to get, I'm not going to say their name right now, they, their message is the same thing. It's not crazy. It's not, you know, I'm only going to do this for however many days and then I'm done. It's a, it's a lifestyle thing. You know, that was almost four and a half years ago I decided I need to do this in a way I can keep up the rest of my life. I had one of my friends post something on my Facebook feed recently. And I, I, I laughed, but it also kind of made me um, happy. It acknowledged something that I was trying to do. Uh, it was a picture of a cyclist, somebody on a bike, and, I, and they were kind of going uphill. And then there's a bear chasing them. And the caption, it's one of those internet memes. It says, uh, what will it take to motivate you to reach your goals? Now, the bear was probably photoshopped into the picture, but I still got a laugh out of it. And what my friend said, like she posts, she uh, typed something with it. Um, she typed, when I saw this, Gwen, it made me think of you, motivation. I was like, wow, I'm motivating somebody? You know, I, don't, I guess I don't see it that way, but I, I seem to get that a lot from people. I've had several people tell me, you motivate me, and not just for weight loss. It's, it's um, you know, getting their finances in order, you know, going out and doing something they never did, because that's the whole premise of the, the, the podcast, the book, Lose the Weight, Gain Control. It's not just your weight, you know, it's every, every area of your life. And I'm just lucky that two of the things that I'm passionate about, motivating people and um, with weight and with getting your life to- together kind of go and hand in hand. So motivating you and giving you practical ways to lose weight and get your life under control is what I love to do. I love doing this to help you. Whenever I do these podcasts, I think of it this way. I was actually telling a friend that's uh, starting to get into speaking, which is something I've started doing too. This is what you need to do. You need to think of the people you're talking to as you, because that's who's going to listen to you. So every podcast, it's like I'm talking to the Gwen I was a few years ago. What would the Gwen that's just starting, or the Gwen that's still in the middle of it, you know, or the Gwen that's maybe getting at the end of it and getting ready to get in maintenance, what would she need to hear? Because I'm sure many of you at different phases of your weight loss. I listen to various podcasts of people that are still at different phases of their either losing weight or they're in maintenance because it it motivates me to hear them of what they're trying to do. When I was growing up, as a child, I remember that I I was an overachiever, but it was really hard for me because I always felt like I can't do this. I was always wanting to give up. And I really couldn't see how how the situations I was in could get any better. That's why I was using food to deal with that. 
but God brought people into my life to show me that I was capable of doing way more than I ever thought. And now I have people calling me Coach Gwen because of this. So in today's episode, it's going to be a just suck it up and do it episode. Because sometimes that's what we have to do. Stop the complaining, stop the whining, and just do the work. I have to do the same thing. All the time you spend complaining about how hard it is uh, to lose the weight and how hard it is to stick to an eating plan, you could spend that time planning your foods, planning your workouts, you know, and executing it. Other podcasts give you hacks or quick and dirty tips to weight loss, and I, and I love listening to those too. Now today, you know, these tips I give you might not be quick, but they'll probably be dirty. <laughs> how to lose weight on a tight budget. What I am going to say, I've said in previous episodes, but I decided to, like I said, mash it up together for you today. Now I'm going to let you in on another Coach Gwen world, like let you into my little world, what's going on. I don't have a lot of money to spend on food. My food budget is very low. I've even had where I've had to buy two weeks worth of groceries on $100 or less sometimes. It just depends on how my bills are running and what I have coming due. And even though I'm single with no kids, that can still be a struggle. That means I can't, so does that mean I should say I can't eat healthy because the only foods I can afford to buy are pretty much bad stuff? Air quotes again. No, I figured out how to lose 70 pounds and still keep it off on a very tight budget. That was one of those you just suck it up and figure it out. And here's pretty much what I did and what I still do. First, quit complaining about how expensive healthy food is. That's the first thing I usually hear out of people's mouths. It's too expensive to eat healthy. It's expensive, so figure out what food you can afford for where you are right now. Four and a half years ago, I could have boo-hooed over the fact that I can't afford to buy lean ground turkey or lean ground beef. I can't afford to buy fresh, fresh vegetables or fresh fruits. I told myself, if I can't afford the foods that are supposed to be better for me, what can I buy right now? What I started with was buying frozen dinners. Okay, not the probably the best choice. I, I looked at the calories that were in them, and I tried to fit, you know, fit it into my, my caloric intake plan. Then I decided to drink water and not a bunch of soda. There, I saved some money right there. I started cooking again. I somewhat cooked, but I started doing it more now. The meat I bought was the cheapest, so that means it usually was the ones that had the highest fat content. I ate sandwiches. Um, most of the time, and I also had potato chips as a side. Okay, you're probably saying, well, why should I listen to you? I hope you're not having a heart attack yet for me telling you this. I mean, I'm keeping it real. What I'm telling you is what every plan tells you not to do, especially when you're getting started. But what was I supposed to do? I didn't have the money to buy the other stuff. And even though I was not maybe eating the best foods, I was learning to do something that during that time made the biggest difference in my weight loss and even what I do now. I started learning portion control. This is something that you don't have to buy. Even though I was buying frozen dinners, I was starting to learn portion control 
and also learning that I needed more food. They did not fill me up. When I ate sandwiches, I started measuring the mayonnaise I put on them and limiting all the extras that we like to place on the sandwiches like cheese. And I actually, what I started doing was buying shredded cheese to put on my sandwiches because I can make a bag of that last longer than the sliced cheese. When I ate potato chips, I ate only a serving with my sandwich. You do not know how hard that was not to eat a huge pile of potato chips or a whole bag. And yes, I would have cookies uh, sometimes with it, but I only ate a serving. Do you see what I did? I got rid of the excuse that I don't have the money to eat healthy, so why even start? What this led to was, um, to me next, wanting to figure out how to eat better. You know, I was doing the portion control, but now I wanted to up my game when I did start getting having a little more money to spend on my food budget. I started liking the fact that after lunch and dinner, I wasn't so sleepy, even though I wasn't, I was eating those foods because I wasn't overeating. I wanted to figure out how to start buying those leaner meats uh, with less fat and because I knew that would help me with controlling my, calor- my calorie intake and my fat intake. So the biggest thing in that part was portion control and I didn't even change really my food I ate. I just changed the amount. I had someone tell me she she lost, I forgot how many pounds, just on portion control. She didn't even change, I mean, she started trying to eat vegetables and fruits more, but she didn't really change anything except the portion sizes. The next thing I started doing was pre-planning better. Not just my food plan, but my grocery list. I went into beast mode on the grocery list, and I still do that. I like making my grocery list. Since I had limited funds to spend on the food, I had to plan every meal and every snack. There were times when the food I bought lasted exactly two weeks, because usually my grocery shopping is every two weeks. The other thing this did was keep me from buying unnecessary food items unless it was just an awesome buy. That meant I knew the prices of the foods I bought. One of the things I've learned about me and other people that grocery shop pretty regular, we buy the same things, you know, every month or every two weeks, however often you shop. So why not learn what the prices are? Now, are you thinking, Coach Gwen, that's too much work. Having to take time out of my day and plan a grocery list for me and my family, it won't work. Have you ever tried it? Is what you're doing now working? I love this definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Planning my meals and snacks for the next two weeks actually took away a lot of stress. I wasn't always thinking, what am I going to eat tonight? Or what am I going to cook? What am I going to buy at the store? And for a few months, I kept to the same list until I got this under control. It was during that time that I was able to start buying the leaner meats. Funny how that worked. I was able to start buying fresh fruits. I even started buying different types of vegetables. I've tried Brussels sprouts and I like them. I did buy and I still do buy canned vegetables or frozen. And I stock up on canned tomatoes, tomato sauce, uh, canned corn, green beans. And I even do canned fruit. 
I've mentioned in past episodes, I got a strainer, I rinse them off, I don't know if it makes it any healthier, but at least I'm trying. That's the thing, I'm trying to figure it out. I still plan my meals each week, um, but I have a routine kind of now how I do it. I know if I cook three main meals, it will last me about five to seven days if they each make about four or five servings for each recipe. Then I have all the sides done and any desserts and all the fruits in its containers. And uh, But I started doing this four and a half years ago. This isn't something where I just figured it out. I mean, it, it fade, I noticed this is what I was doing, um, but I took the first step to planning by planning my grocery list for the next two weeks. You have to take time to sit down and figure out your finances, how much food you will need, how much can you afford? Do you have to go every week, every month, every two weeks, every day? I wouldn't want to go every day. That's not me. Now, this can be uncomfortable because you might have, you might start realizing you don't know where your money is going and why your food is all gone before you have more money. When I was growing up, when this food was gone, whatever it was, if it was cookies, potato chips, ice cream, we didn't say, uh, mom, you know, the food's gone. It was, well, I guess you'll wait till I go to the store the next time and when I buy some. So that was kind of our incentive to try and watch what we were eating. Didn't work. But uh, that's, you know, I guess you could try that with your family if, if, if the food runs out. Or especially, it's usually the junk food that runs out before the real food that runs out. So that tip is that you need to plan your grocery list. And I guess I should throw in there too, take the time to do it. Because that's the other excuse we say is, I don't have enough time to do any of this. And the whole theme with all of this is what the podcast says. You lose the weight, you gain control. Boy, Coach Gwen's getting preachy today, huh? I told you at the beginning, today is a Coach Gwen podcast moment. It's the just suck it up and do it. I'm going to keep going. Here we go. Next thing you can do that is really cheap, okay, let's say inexpensive, is invest in some measuring spoons and measuring cups. It's not rocket science. Just remember, I told you, you remember how I told you I measured out mayonnaise I put on sandwiches? I got a tablespoon out and measured out the mayo. When I use creamer in my hot chocolate, I don't drink coffee. I like hot chocolate. Um, I make my own little hot chocolate blend. Um, I get out the measuring spoons and I measure out my creamer. I like to put two tablespoons and that's what I put. And that's it. I get out my measuring cups to measure out my chili. I measure out my rice or any other size I have. I use it to measure out my vegetables, um, even fruits. I I started doing this four and a half years ago. Still do it today. That's one of the cheapest ways you can do to lose weight. It goes back to the portion control. You got to know how much you're eating. When I buy items like a, a bag of chips or a box of crackers or something like that, I get home and put them in portion them out. I put them in a Ziploc bag. I put them in a container. And actually, I don't buy potato chips anymore because I cannot eat just a serving. It does not satisfy me. But that's something I learned along the way. Now, don't look at me funny because we know that you are going to eat a cookie again someday, right? Or a piece of cake or, you know, potato chips. Or at least, okay, I can only speak for me. I know I still would want to eat them. Just not the whole package like I had done before. Now, there are certain foods I don't keep in the house because I know we go crazy on them. I started making my own cookies. 
And now, and I do the same thing. I put like two in a Ziploc bag or whatever container I put them in. And when I noticed when I started making my own foods, it satisfied me more than the stuff, the prepackaged stuff. Now, I, I'm not against you buying prepackaged uh, foods or processed foods. I still use them. But one of the things I noticed is the more re, uh, food I ate that was cooked or prepared from, I guess you'd call scratch. That's another thing I guess I could do a podcast on efficient cooking because I like to cook efficiently. Um, I noticed that even on my snacks, when I made them, they filled me up better or faster. The point is, the $2 I invested in getting measuring cups and measuring spoons made a huge difference in me getting the weight off. And actually, I have more than one set of measuring spoons and uh, measuring cups. I might post a picture on my Facebook page one day, my fan page. If you haven't liked it yet, go out and like it. Look for The Gwen Alexander. I post little things like that to let you into Coach Gwen's little world of what she does. Uh, the strange little obsessions I have with with plastic containers and measuring cups and measuring spoons. So go out and invest in some measuring cups and measuring spoons. Exercising on a tight budget. Coach Gwen, you don't understand. I can't afford to go to the gym. Coach Gwen, I can't afford to buy exercise equipment. I can't, I can't, I can't. Just stop it. I remember sitting in my big lazy boy chair, staring staring out the window, thinking I should go take a walk. But I had a lot, lot of excuses of why I shouldn't go take a walk. I actually talked about that in the intro of my book about that lazy boy chair. I had a lot of excuses. I was tired. I was embarrassed to have people see me walking down the street. I was thinking they will laugh at the fat woman walking down the street. Then one day I realized I would have to exercise while I'm tired until I wasn't tired anymore. I realized even if I was being laughed at, at least I was doing something about my situation. I didn't even have Wi-Fi back then, so I couldn't get on YouTube and get some exercise videos like I usually recommend for people to do. I didn't have the extra money to join a gym. What I did have, though, were some exercise DVDs. I had quite a collection even back then. Some of them were Biggest Loser exercises. I had Taibo. I still like kickboxing Taibo today. And there were several of them I had bought at my local Dollar Tree. Wow, I could get exercise DVDs for a dollar. So that was the beginning of my exercise routine, and I did walking. And then as I went to the stores, I would look for cheap exercise, okay, inexpensive exercise DVDs. And the best time to get them were the beginning of the year when uh, everybody's on the health kick, and I would just go digging through these bins to find the ones I wanted. I would find one-hour workouts that were only $3, or some of them were even two, one. Oh, and by the way, part of this was being on the lookout for the deals. Another thing I did and still do is go to my local thrift store and find exercise equipment. I still have the price tag on my step that I bought for $6.99 without that's not including tax. If I had bought that step and it actually had all the risers, that's probably an over $100 step that I bought. And then my mat that I have right now, because I wanted the thicker mat for whenever I have to do floor work, I, I there was the one in the store that was, I think it was $40, which isn't bad because I would get my use out of it. But being the, the shopper that I am, I thought I can get this less. 
I got it for $15 at a grocery store when they were doing their beginning of the year, hey, get, get healthy thing. And right now I'm keeping my eye on some weights and a weight bar that I want. And I just realized I need some new workout gloves too. So I've already priced those. It's coming. I'm going, that's actually my non, was it non-scale victory treat? You know, don't treat yourself with food. I'm going to treat myself with getting me some cute new workout gloves. My other ones are wearing out and actually I don't know where I put them. I cannot find them right now. Um, I bought these about three or four years ago. So it's time and it's in the budget. And so, and who knows, maybe by the time I go back to get them, they'll be on sale. Here's a case where patience is a virtue. Garage sales are also another great way, great way to get workout equipment. I found uh, some of my resistance bands at them. I found resistance bands on sales in the store. And then when I did get Wi-Fi and discovered you could find workout videos on YouTube, like good ones, uh, any, any duration of time that I wanted, depending on what my schedule was, I couldn't believe this. I was in, I was in workout heaven. So I stopped buying DVDs, which I, you really can't find them anymore. I think they're becoming obsolete a little bit because you can stream them now digitally. So yeah, I started making workout lists for my YouTube on YouTube. So every now and then when I've had extra money though, I did go to my local YMCA because they would let you take the classes. Even if you weren't a member, you had to pay a drop-in rate and it's still kind of that way. I still kind of do that now just because of the way my schedule is. And then uh, lately, I have been trying to do that more because I want to connect with other people that are, you know, getting trying to get in shape or getting in shape. I, I've started looking at this. I am investing myself. I also just recently started doing uh, once a week. I go to a yoga class one of my friends has, and, and I've been doing it for about a month or a little over a month. And I'm looking at that's an investment in me. And plus, I get to try something different. I'm trying something new. Don't get stuck in a rut. So there's that tip of how to exercise on a tight budget. I've taken away your money excuse. I've taken away your time excuse. I've taken away your, your food excuse. And I've taken away your exercise excuse. Here's the last one. I don't know anything about food or weight loss. I don't know how to cook. What should I eat? What exercises should I do? I'm going to assume you're listening to me either on a phone or on a computer. So you have access to the same stuff I did. Actually, you have more access to than what I did four and a half years ago. Everything I've learned from reading books by people who had done what I wanted to do. I subscribed to podcasts about weight loss and listened to the stories and tips from people that had done what I wanted to do. I read articles about food, different types of food plans, uh, like low carb, I read about paleo, vegan, vegetarian, Mediterranean, gluten-free. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm doing all these, but I, if I have to help somebody and that's the particular plan they want to do, hey, I'm all for it if, if that's what you want to do. Or I even take tips from each one of those to say, okay, what can I incorporate in my life that I know will, that I'll be able to continue? I, st- I actually study different surgical plans that were out, were out there for weight loss. Uh, and I might do an episode on this later. Um, if you listen to my one about loose skin, I talked about getting, you know, how to get the loose skin off if you want surgery. But uh, what I haven't really told is I thought about weight loss surgery. Actually, the gastric bypass when I was 270 pounds, well, 276 according to the doctor scale. Um, but I thought about it 
And when I was reading some of the, one of the requirements is they want you to lose, I don't know if it's a certain percentage of your body weight before they do the surgery. And my thought was, well, if I can lose it, why don't I keep doing what I'm doing to lose it? Because that is major, you know, and, and some of the things, other things you had to do and how you wouldn't be able to eat after. A lot of my eating is emotional. If you're an emotional eater, the emotions will still be there. So I, I thought I might as well just deal with it now. But that's the thing. I started reading about this stuff. I started educating myself. That goes back into the time thing. Are you going to take the time out of your day, even if it's five minutes, to read an article about time management so you can fit in some exercise maybe, you know, during your day? If you're working third shift, you know, the way I do my stuff isn't the way you're going to do your stuff. It's not a one-size-fits-all. But all these steps I'm giving you are something that you can incorporate into your life no matter what your work schedule or your family situation is. I listened to YouTube videos from people that had lost weight to inspire me to keep going. I still do this. The point is I started educating myself. I took the first step. I took the time. You will have to take the first step, which you're doing that by listening to this podcast. You're taking the time by listening to this podcast. And if you're writing down stuff like I used to do, you're doing even a step better. So that means I don't watch a lot of TV. I actually don't have cable or dish or any of that stuff. And I really don't miss it. I, I, I watch videos. I go to my library and check out stuff sometimes. And because the life I have gained since I've started taking these steps, it has been more rewarding than the life I used to have where I sat and watched TV when I got home from work or in the morning trying to numb my brain. I've had a chance to meet some great people that have opened up a whole new world to me that I didn't even know existed. And that's what I'm trying to do for you. Get you to get the excuses out of the way. Listen to this episode over and over and over when you're ready to give up on yourself and when you're you're looking for a reason to quit. Believe it or not, I don't remember if it was episode four or five, I did an encouraging uh, you can do it episode. I go back and listen to that when I'm thinking I'm done. I don't want to do this no more. So, you know, it's funny. I'm having to encourage myself from the past. So it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be quick. But will it? what it will be is rewarding because you're going to learn more about yourself as you get the weight off, that you're going to learn you are capable of doing more with your life than you are doing now, just like I learned even from the time I was a child. No one's going to do the work for you. I give you the tips. I give you the steps. I give you the motivation. I give you the encouragement, but you will be the one that has to do the work. I give you the tools. You do the work. If you need help starting, you can go to my website and you I have a 14-day get started guide. My website is thegwenalexander.com. That's T-H-E gwenalexander.com and my name is spelled G-W-E-N and you can sign up. Um, you click the little button that comes up on the front page and you got to confirm your email address and all that stuff. And when you get the, once you confirm it, you can download the 14-day Get Started Guide. You can print it out. You can read the PDF if you want to. But the whole thing is, it gives you small steps to start taking. And it's always small steps. Everything I told you today was a small step that I took four and a half years ago. December 7th of 2011 was my date of, I'm going to figure this out. I may not be 
able to do everything I want to do now, but what can I do today to get me to where I want to go? So that's one way you can do it is by getting that 14-day get started guide. Small steps equal big rewards. Until next time, Coach Gwen says the time you waste complaining could be time you take to make your plan for success and executing that plan. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before beginning any weight loss or exercise programs.